0: Hey, welcome to another episode of Hanging Out in Grandma's Basement. I'm Mr. Tyrone. We're joined by Jordan Mast, and our guest today is Jude Straneglia, who is a student at Wendell High School and a three-time state champion at the Ohio State Fair in different categories of sewing. Is that correct? Yep. Okay, so I guess we'll get out of the question. Like, what three categories did you win? And like, how many? Like, are there?
1: Um, I won in three cat- in clothing for middle school, clothing for high school, and um, loungewear. And there's, there's like sewing categories. There's probably about 10 to 15, but then there's other sort of categories where they have like accessories or they, it's more based on um, buying clothing.
0: Okay. So get, what got you interested in sewing?
1: Well, my grandma owns a sewing store, and so when I, whenever I went to her house, there was always a sewing machine on the table, and I had cousins previously who had sewn, so I sort of took to it.
0: Okay. Um, I know we talked a little bit about this earlier in the week, but uh, what, like, what was your favorite project that you've done
1: my favorite project by, by far was definitely my outerwear for anywhere project. Okay, right, so what made. did
0: you make?
2: Go yeah, into, what is that? Go into what yeah. you made.
1: So it's for it's like coats or like a sweater and I made a long co- wool coat that was like um, more of one of those heavy uh outcoats for like when you're dressing up.
0: Okay. Um,
2: so, like, like a poncho, or are you talking like a suit coat? Or
0: yeah, it's sort of like a suit coat, but with wool. Okay. Okay. So, like, how hard is that to sew? I don't. Is um, like wool hard to sew?
1: No, I, wool's actually easy to sew. Wool's actually easy to sew. The hardest thing I've ever had to sew, fabric-wise, was in loungewear, where it was velvet and satin, and those just slide past each other every time. And so what would happen is your stitching would be like way off and then you'd have to seam rip it and then redo it.
0: Okay. So are
2: you making like complete sets of uh, clothing here or are you just making like a, a single item? How, how does, how does the whole competition thing work?
1: Um, so each category has like, um, there's not a limit on how many garments you can make and so, for, like, middle school, it has to be a total outfit. So, for, like, clothing for middle school, clothing for high school, it has to be a full outfit. So, for, like, the girls, they can do, like, a dress. So, you know, for me, I had to do pants and a shirt.
2: And... And how do you get your inspiration for, for finding these items? Like, I mean, or making your, your clothing? I mean, well, that... would have to do, or... Go ahead.
1: Well, um... I generally get my inspiration when I'm at the state fair the year previously because I can see the other garments and then I'm like, Hey, I want to make something like this or something like that.
2: Okay. And do you have models that like show them off or are they just like put it on hangers or is it like a, like a uh, show or is it just on hangers that people inspect?
1: Yeah. So part of the state fair is you have to model your own project. Oh. Okay. So okay. Yeah. So everyone's modeling their own project. So, because you made it for yourself, fit is part of the um, uh, grading rubric. So, they, it's sort of so the judges can see how you move in it and how it fits you.
0: Is it like a fashion show or is it just like you have it on and you're just standing there in front of a bunch of judges? No, it's a
1: fashion show. So, there is probably about 100, 200 people in there. Most oh. of them are parents. And you walk down an aisle and you go to one outpost and then you turn so the judges can see you. And then you go to another one and turn. And so that everyone else can see you. And then you walk off.
2: So do different people kind of get into it a little bit more? Like, obviously I I don't know really much about fashion, but is it like, do they have like the turn down or do you have to like practice your walk and get your turn down? Or is it more of, you know, you're just out there strolling.
1: Um, People, you get a practice run first and it is, it is definitely part of the judging. So there are people who are good at it, and there are people who are really bad at it. And
2: How would you describe you yourself?
1: Make, what?
2: How would you describe yourself? Are you pretty good at it, or you need work?
1: I'd say I'm probably in the middle, but, like, my brother has done it, and, you know, he went down, and he kind of was looking downwards and not, like, out into the crowd, and you just don't – you, you kind of look like you're not social, and it doesn't have a good positive impact on your performance.
2: That makes sense. So uh, again, um, I, I know you kind of answered this a little bit before, but what, so you made um, uh, like a suit coat, and then what else did you make? And uh, you said like an undershirt that goes with it.
1: Um. N- well, I used my shirt pre- from the year before, which was high school. What? Which was close clothing for high school, and that was just a white cotton. Button-down shirt, okay, which was very dressy.
2: So, how many people um, enter these competitions? I know you said there was like a, you know 100 or 200 people in the in the room where you're walking, but how many people are you going against at a certain time?
1: Well, there's 88 counties, so the max you could have is 88. But generally, it's more like um, 20 to uh, 20 to like 30, maybe even lower, closer to 15. But the first category, when everyone takes their project, so for fun, the first category, that one generally has almost all
2: 88. So are there there prelims to get to that point? Like do you have to face somebody in Wayne County?
1: So each county has its own judging, and so you have to win a county to even go to
2: state. That's really neat.
1: So do you yeah. actually
2: win like state title uh, or like state medals or anything like that, or what? What is your what is the prize? Yeah,
1: so I have, I think I have three in here. This is one of them, okay. and then here's another one. Let me see. So these are the three clock trophies. So there, this one is the first one, which is my favorite, and then. This was loungewear, which was the second one, and then the third one was clothing for a high school. So, yeah, that's so, what the trophy is.
0: So, will you, so, they give you a clock for a state champion? Yes. Okay. That's interesting and kind of cool.
1: Yeah. It's like a who weird the, tradition.
0: Who are the uh, people that you typically go,
2: go against? Are they people your age? Are they uh, typically female or typically male? Like, describe the demographic.
1: Uh, I would say about ninety percent, maybe higher, ninety-eight percent of the people participating are women. I mean, I know of like in Fashion Board, we only had three guys there, and that was like almost record-breaking for Fashion Board. No way. <laughs> yeah, so not many boys. Actually, my family, just out of sewers, is practically almost all the guys there.
2: No
1: way. Um, and age that's another interesting thing because all the projects don't really have age ranges so you will have like people who are like their final year of sewing and they're like already know all of the basics and are like already getting on to some very complicated stuff and then like people who are just starting out so it can be pretty difficult at sometimes
2: as far as so, like, you're getting competitive is there is there like things that um you can cheat to get like a competitive edge or is it kind of like Uh, a trust factor or like a trust system that is in place that everybody kind of goes by their word as far as if they actually made the the garment or not?
1: Oh, well, that's sort of like up to the judge. So I feel like whenever I'm judging, getting judged, the most important thing is to definitely know what you made and know how you made it so that you can convince the judge that you fully a hundred percent made it. And I mean, that was a big problem. I think in a long while ago, they used to, they used to have people who, where, you know, they just bought clothes from the store and they no used way. those <laughs> yeah. or their parents made it and they had no clue what they're doing. And so mm-hmm. what happened to my one cousin was she went into judging and, you know, she made her garment but she was so nervous that she really didn't want to answer a question. And the judge said, like, was like to my grandmother afterwards, because my grandma knows all the judges at county level. And she was like, "I, I mean, I just couldn't, I knew she made it, but it didn't sound like she made it because she wouldn't answer a single question.
0: Makes sense. So having an outgoing personality really helps in this then.
1: Yes, very much. Like, I mean, it's probably 90% of
0: it.
2: Okay. You wouldn't really associate, like, me personally. Obviously, I don't know anything about sewing, but I wouldn't uh, associate, like, an extrovert or someone who has a ton of charisma with someone who's sewing. But I guess if you're saying that, that's 90% of the the criteria. I mean, that's a huge part of it.
1: I would say most sewers are introverts, but a lot of us fake it. Like, I have to fake it. But, (laughs) I mean, there are very – extrovert there are a couple of extroverts and those are sort of the people who actually like focus more on the art side of sewing than like the design and construction side okay
2: so what's the angle here um are you like uh, looking to go into fashion as like a uh, your major or anything like that or you just enjoy making- um Sorry. Yeah. So, so uh, what are you looking to do with this? Are you looking to build on uh, your sewing abilities like to, to be like a fashion designer or something like that? Or is this just a hobby to take your mind off stuff?
1: Well, I thought of having an actual sewing career, but right now I'm looking as more, I'm looking more into engineering. So it's probably more of a hobby, but I probably will continue sewing. I, I don't really see my sewing hobby ending with my 4-H career. Okay.
0: Are you still there? Yeah. You cut, you're cutting in and out. So we were you're sure if you're, you're still cutting there in and out every once in a while. <laughs> oh, I am? Yeah. Um, go ahead. I'll oh, go ahead.
2: So as a, a male, um, and I would have been, I mean, in high school, I would have been pretty um, motivated by the fact that you have, you know, 98% of females there. Um, I think, does, does that play a role into this or is it kind of just, that's just a, a solid byproduct? Well,
1: I would say that being a male definitely increases your chances because you stand out more to the judges. And so they probably look at your garment more.
2: Okay. I mean, I guess it would be like definitely... what?
1: One...
2: like I was saying, like, I, I think it'd be like, you're seeing what 70 dresses, maybe and maybe one or two suit coats or something or a coat or something like that, that would be I think the dresses would kind of like, uh, you know, melt together a little bit, maybe
1: Yeah, that's that especially for like, when there's like 88 people in the sofa fun, they just definitely blend together. And for other categories, you do see a lot of the same stuff. And coming with something different is definitely going to help your chance. Go ahead, Ty.
0: What? Like, go uh, ahead, Ty. Well, I was going to change topics a little bit, but if you have go other ahead. questions about this. I know you, you had said, like, you started actually fixing sewing machines. So, like, is that? Yeah. I, I wouldn't even know where to start with that kind of stuff.
1: <laughs> well i'll get the story so my grandpa was this like he fixed sewing machines for my grandma's business because that's like half the story and so what happened was was grandma was going around and asking people about um whether or not they'd want to go to the sewing training because um grandpa was getting old and had to start taking breaks and so what happened was i was like yeah, that seems sounds like something I'd be interested in. And so I went and got the training. And then, well, for a while, I wasn't fixing sewing machines, but now I've started
0: So What's like the most common thing a sewing machine breaks on that you'd have to fix
1: Um, really, most of the time it's just lint. So what happens is you go in and you clean out the machine and it usually generally works. Or like maybe replacing a broken part. But so far I haven't had to actually do anything that was like super serious.
0: So do you just do that at your house or do you have to go up to your grandma's? Well, I go up to my grandma's because my
1: uh, grandpa's tools are there and the sewing machines are there. I mean, I could do it at home by taking the machines home, but it's just easier to do it there. Cause grandpa's got a, like a nice workstation that actually goes up and down.
2: All right. Uh, Todd, do you have any other more, more, uh, sewing questions or are you going to move on to the, the next one?
0: I mean, I'm good. I was going to, all right. Okay. So I'll go to the, the, uh, grandma's cookie jar for the five random questions and, uh, I guess I'll go first. Um, What is your favorite board or card game? Me? Yes. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Um, I would say my favorite board game is Tack, which is from a book, actually. And it's sort of like a mix between chess and checkers.
0: Interesting. I've never heard of it. Yeah, I have never heard of it either. Okay. Okay. If you could go anywhere on vacation, where would you go?
1: I would go to probably back to Washington State so that I could go to um, the national parks in that state.
0: Okay.
2: okay. Uh, or- if you had a deer yet that you had to choose between Gurn and the Golden Bear, what are you choosing? um can you hear me
1: probably yeah probably the golden bear because it's closer to my grandma's house
2: okay and um i know that your grandfather is your coach, your soccer coach this is it i mean i've never been coached by my parents or my grandparents That has to be something that is super difficult how difficult would it be to like to not call him grandpa or I don't know. I think that'd be super, super difficult. How is it your relationship as far as uh, having your grandpa as your parent
1: Well, it it can be difficult at times because, you know, it's more personal and you're not really supposed to get as involved with the coach, but it's, it's with grandpa. I've had some issues before, but I've managed to get over them. And I, you know, I kind of, my dad has coached me before in OSU. So I've had experience with like having people that you're related to as your coach. And with dad, it's sort of just like, you don't tell anyone. And then what happens is is you're like, yeah, he's my dad. And then everyone's like, wait, what? No. And so (laughs) that, I mean, it's a little weird, but you know, going home with your coach can be a little, I mean, you can get upset about certain things because you know, you have feedback right there
2: mm-hmm.
1: about how the game went and how you play.
2: Yeah, I think that would be really difficult to, to change between your hats between like, a, a par- like, from my perspective now, between a coach and a parent, I think that'd be really tough. And either the same thing with a player being, a, you know, a grandchild and a, and a player, you know, there's two different, two different things. And I think that'd be really difficult, but it's good to, to hear that you're handling it pretty well. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, any, Grandpa does a really good job. Time? Oh, good. Good. Have you uh, any other questions? No. So, do, you, do you, have you thought of a story that you can share about uh, one of your grandmas? Um, there's not one on the tip of my head.
1: I mean, my grandma is a funny person, but I don't really have one off the top of my head. Well, oh, well, is it okay if it's a little grotesque?
0: Go for it man. It does not matter. <laughs> it's your story. It's your story. Okay. Here oh.
1: okay so I was at uh, the store, the sewing store and it's actually my aunt's house. And so she had a problem with groundhogs and they put out traps where they trap them. But since they're in town, they can't shoot them and they don't really have a good way of killing them quickly other than like starvation or poison. And so, what Grandma was doing was stabbing them with a pitchfork. Oh come on! <laughs> and one day there was one in a track. and <laughs> she went out with a pitchfork. And you know I came with, and their hide is so strong she couldn't kill it. So what she ended up doing was stabbing it through the mouth.
2: Oh my word! <laughs> and
1: it was disturbing because you know Grandma's a farm girl, but she I always hear as selling. So I was like, my harmless grandma was all of a sudden like massacring this groundhog and it was kind of disturbing.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's definitely grotesque. That that fits that category. That's a good yeah. story though. <laughs> that,
0: yes, that is a great story. Mm-hmm. Well, all right. uh, that's all the questions I had for you and Ty, anything else? No, well, I'm good. Hey, thanks for coming on. And uh, Thanks a lot, Jude. Yep, thanks. Yep. See ya. Yep, bye.
2: So.